0: Good morning, Remy.
1: Good morning, Brick.
0: I uh, was just telling Remy how she's killing her goals for 2023. This morning, she wrote a note—the first time in the history of Coffee with the Cowgirls—that Remy has notes. <laughs> so I was giving her shit
1: about it. How was your How was your Christmas? It was good.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, um, we talked so much the last couple of weeks about Christmas and what uh, it looks like for us or has looked like. And I've been thinking about what it used to look like for me, Remy, and it's just it looks so different and not just... The scenery doesn't just look different, but I have changed so much from five years ago, 10 years ago. And I think about that. I've thought about it a lot because of our conversations and it's a little weird. Um, it's crazy. I used to, be the queen of wrapping presents. I love to wrap presents. I had very extravagant wrapping skills. And the other day I was wrapping presents with um, painting tape. Yeah. Painting tape, there's no bows. I was writing on them with a magic marker. Very not who I used to be. Um, I wouldn't wait till the last minute to, I mean, there's just so many things, so many things that I've, it's just, it's weird, a little weird.
1: Yeah, it was um, like 80-something degrees here for Christmas. Uh, we we had, uh tacos and tamales for Christmas Eve, and so we had a bunch of our neighbors over. It's very laid back. Um, and then woke up the next morning, did Santa and all the presents, and then I cooked a 21-pound turkey for eight of us. So we had a giant turkey. But there was either like only a 12-pound turkey or a 21-pound turkey, so... We went with twenty. We have cow- a few leftovers. Yeah, and so um, my other friend, uh, my other friend was here doing something, so she came in to eat Christmas dinner, and I was like, "Well," and she was like, "Well, like, do you need help?" And I was like, "No, I, I, everything's done. I did mashed potatoes, peas, corn, turkey. I think that's it. Like a very minimalist giant turkey dinner. It was good. And then we did dessert, and we were all in our pajamas, and I was like." look, we grew up with, like, the full giant Christmas dinners with 9,000 sides, and you had to dress up, and I was like, it's just... It's not nice. Yeah, I was like, it's not for me. Like, I'd rather enjoy my friends and family than have to dress up all the time.
0: One thing I will say um, is that we waited till the absolute last minute to go shopping this year, which that wasn't really bad. It wasn't that bad, but... I wish it, we would have been a little bit more prepared because it's, it'd be fun to like enjoy the actual season instead of feel so rushed all the time, but it really was not that bad. I think that we left on Friday at 5.36 to go shopping, Brandon and I, and we find out that the stores close at 8, 8.30, which seems so weird, but I
1: think that it's a COVID thing maybe or... You know, can't I can't staff them. another thing too is like I think it's post COVID, and I think like for so it's the same thing. Like a lot of places shut down on Black Friday this year, right? It was only digital for Black Friday, and I think it's good to not be open, you know, twenty four hours a day. Like the season isn't. I mean, it isn't just about presents and shit and stuff like that, but it's it's about it is about hanging out with who you want to hang out with and enjoying your time off. So I'm kind of glad that a lot of places were shut down. Honestly. Well, I, I mean, not, and like, I'm the same way we, uh, thank God for my mom. Cause she did all the Christmas food shopping. And then, uh, we got tamales from, um, of the, the lady that cooks tacos for us. So I nice. didn't have to do a lot of stuff.
0: Um, well actually, so I discovered Costco last week, by the way, Remy, and have now spent from what record breaking amounts there in the
1: last <laughs> week. I've been there twice. That's amazing. I love it. Uh, okay, and- so side note Do you go to Costco with a planner or you go to the wanderer that goes through all the aisles?
0: I'd never been there before, Remy. And I bet before last week I'd never been there. Now I've been there twice. And so I definitely, the first time, went through all the aisles in amazement because there's so much cool, cool stuff there. Um, the second time, I kind of knew where I was going. But uh,
1: yeah. Costco is. See the sh- problem with Costco is you go there for five dollar batteries and you come home with a giant stuffed animal and fourteen pounds of chocolate you didn't need. Yeah, I'm like you ain't coming out of that store with just batteries. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. So I, so James is James and my mom like to go down every aisle, and I'm like, I need these things. I am not diverging. This is what we are getting. So I. Otherwise I'll be in Costco for like six hours and I'll I'll leave with nothing that I came there for. And I actually
0: accidentally ended up at Costco for the first time one day last week because I was having a tantrum, having a baby meltdown, found myself in the parking lot of the local farm store crying over what I'm not really sure. Um, next thing i know i was in chandler at costco my truck drove itself there yeah so i went in there and uh i had a lot of stuff on my cart and i would run into people in the aisle way and they would make comments like oh my god i think you can squeeze one more thing in there and we'd laugh and um i get to the cash register and both of the people that are helping me check out are like oh my god you've got every inch of this cart used i'm like I mean, in all fairness, I've never been to Costco. I didn't know what to expect. And they're like, started laughing. And at the end, they told me that the people that I live with probably wouldn't allow me to go back to Costco by myself. <laughs> ah, it was a fun night. I felt better after I left there.
1: Good. That's all that's up to me. Yeah, no, I i grew up going it used to be called price glove i used to go i grew up going there and then where we live now there's not really one that's super close so
0: i highly recommend the food oh my like the prepared food i got just a few things well the shrimp ring a super good i had mac and cheese that i bought that was prepared amazing i I don't know. There was just not very many things that I disliked from Costco. Oh, no, all their prepared
1: them. food. All their prepared food is really good. Yeah, so my mom my mom eat, my mom goes there a lot and like reportions it and freezes the rest of it. So great you
0: know. idea. I, I love it. So back to Christmas. Um we really just enjoyed our family food and we worked a little bit and and like we hung out with the neighbors and watched them rope and drank beer. It was definitely my kind of day. Fun. It was not like I'm with you. I'm over like I don't want to do the big dress up and the big I don't want to do that.
1: No, I don't either and I, you know, I guess maybe I'm robbing my children of something, but I doubt it. It was we had we had a lot of fun. We had a uh, um, like I said, we had tacos and tamales, so people brought sides. The tamales that Stella makes are amazing. And um, my brother cooked carne asada, and uh, Hector brought more sides, Sarah brought other sides. It was delicious. And then oh. I got, for, for Christmas, this is like a perfect example of what California looked like. See, it looks like the ocean. We to go away. Oh, did somebody make it for you? I don't know, my kid bought it from school. You give them a dollar to buy presents, but it's, like, my new favorite mug, so. So, um, my boys did good for me this year. I
0: recently learned how to cook with cast iron, and now that's what I like to use. I I just, once you learn how to use cast iron, because I think there's a learning period to it, once you figure it out, it's really hard to cook on anything else. Like, you just think it tastes better. It tastes better. It's easier to use. I love the cleanup of it. So they got me um, quite a few cast iron pieces. And,
1: yeah, they did really good. So that James, was my... James got me a very fancy sewing machine. And a very fancy head stall, So, you know. I got cookware. You get... Um, things for your horse. I mean, but yeah. I love my cookware. So I my so I started using. So I use a lot of cast iron, but then I started using a thing called Our Place, and it's ceramic coated cast iron because I have an induction cooktop because we don't have gas where we live, and um, it's amazing because it's like ceramic covered, so your eggs, so you don't have to use a lot of grease to cook your eggs. But it is cast a little, on. a lot of what. Like, you know, in cast iron, you have to use, like, grease to cook your eggs. Like, you have to use a fat to cook your eggs. Yeah. And James doesn't like his eggs, Brown. So, (laughs) um, but our place is, like, these super pretty colored pots and pans, but they're ceramic coated cast iron. So, when you're cooking stuff like that, you don't have to use anything on them. Everything slides off, and you don't have to worry about Teflon getting in your system, so.
0: Interesting. Well, for years, I cooked with the shitty Teflon... Um, pots and pans and whatnot, but my mother-in-law gave me a cast iron Dutch oven, and after, well, I I think I had a pan in the beginning, and I put it in the dishwasher, which you don't do. I had to give it to Goodwill. Um, I've since learned my lesson, Uh, but the Dutch oven thing, I freaking love. Like I use it for everything, and so the boys bought me a huge one like it is so big remy i can barely lift it i don't know what i'm gonna do when i get food into it so
1: that's why you have to cook them out you the big ones you have to cook outside on those little fires that are like three inches off the ground because you can't lift them (laughs) we both know we're (laughs) fucked if i'm cooking over a
0: fire so (laughs) it better go in the oven i don't know i'm not gonna cook on a fire
1: no so back to my notes
0: we have a lot. Just of- a second before we go to the notes, I got to tell this story. I think that I shared a little bit of it on Facebook. I know. But it was like the perfect timing, it was the perfect everything. I feel like God has a way of like placing people in front of your path to make you remember how great life really is. And um, because. I met, we went to our neighbors and, uh, there was just a bunch of their friends that showed up to rope and the one lady showed up with her daughter and another friend who's disabled and they were both sitting there watching. And she introduced me to these Shelby and Owen, um, and her daughter is Shelby, and she was probably in her forties, I would say. And she's been, she was born blind. Um, She cannot see anything, can't decipher lights, nothing. And then Owen, um, he was probably in his 50s, and he had gotten a car accident when he was 17. And he's been, I don't think he's quite paralyzed, but he definitely has, um, he can't, he's not very mobile. Let's put it that way. And both of these people were, so happy to be in the sunshine, um, surrounded by people who enjoyed horses because they both loved horses. And when I was introduced to Shelby, she she grabbed my hand and then she wanted to know all about me. She wanted to know how my skin felt. She wanted to know how my hair was. And so I just sat next to her and she, she played with my hair for like 10 to 20 minutes around me. And we talked and then my dog came up and was in between her legs and she wanted to feel Mabe's ears, make sure that they were long. She wanted to feel her tail. And then she just sat there and hugged Mabe. And I feel like dogs know because Mabe never moved. And um, it was like just it was kind of emotional because we bitch about really dumb things like we bitch about small things that have just stupid. It's stupid that we even bitch about them. And then you see somebody like Shelby and Owen who are truly just enjoying life, and it just puts it into perspective. Like, we bitch about really stupid
1: things. It, it, it it does. You like, you come across people like that, or it's like, someone tells you their story. So like, uh, for people that know my mom, right. She's pretty, she's like very happy all the time. She's really, she remembers everybody's name. She knows who they ride with. Like, she just, she's amazing. And she's always pretty upbeat, but like, when you know my mom's story, it's the same thing. So, um, I should not bitch about my life when I think about all the stuff she went through and that I was like party to, right? My, my dad and her had a had a painful divorce on her end. She got diagnosed with breast cancer, had a double, I mast- got diagnosed on Friday, had a double mastectomy on Monday, um, broke her shoulder and a rotator cuff then fell in an empty pool chasing ducks for my science experiment, uh, broke her heel, like, then she got in a car wreck a couple years later and it's all these things and I'm just like one of those things would be enough to put someone under and she survived all of them with minimal scarring really and so yes I shouldn't complain because it's the same thing like it could always be worse but also You know, like I said, it's how big is your plate? How big is your bucket to carry things? But it's good to have experiences like that, especially that are positive, because it puts you, it does, it puts you in a different perspective of how lucky and blessed we are to have what we have. I think just
0: like I walked away and I'm like, be grateful, be grateful. I mean, I don't know. I just, it was, I'm so glad that I met them. I'm so glad that they're placed in my path and it, cause we've been bitching about cattle that we've been trying to treat and it just seems like they don't get better. And, um, I'm like, you know what, as much as we'd love to come out and everybody be healthy out in that pen, they're cows at the end of the day is cows and we're trying and, this is a life so i had to share it, the experience because it was um definitely one worth mentioning it was it was pretty cool so probably a highlight of my christmas
1: well that's good but think now of, hey, it, it's it's funny too like um we'll get to this after i get to our calendar but it's part of my it's part of our topic is goals right is It seems like every year we have to reinvent ourselves, right? Because last year, what we did last year is now the bare minimum for next year because we might have built our empire, but now we have to defend it. And I was telling James yesterday, we're sitting in here and we're dealing with the same shit we deal with every year. And, um, you know, it's the same thing for me. Like I was never positive. I was never optimistic until I had kids. So now I'm cautiously optimistic all the time. And I told him, I was like, we built our empire, we built our fortress, let them come for us. And they'll come for us, they always do. It's always a new enemy at the gates. I said, but at the same time, we now own a bunch of little factories in our cows south of us that are sitting there making us money, and I said, and you're happy out there. So let them come for the fortress. We've survived it before, we'll survive it again, but just take a breath and be grateful for everything that we have in the life that we've built. Because while well, it feels like a struggle, it's not, you know, it's the same thing we've talked about before. It's not the struggle that it used to be, right? Like you think about how little you used to have. And now when you want to complain, you're like, I would have died then to have what I have now. And it's not enough now. So it, it, it is good to have that perspective, especially to find, it's like you said, her stroking your hair and holding your dog. Like to see pure joy in someone else, it's infectious.
0: And it's such a little thing. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Think about it, right? You know, it's, it's for me, it's like, I walked down the barn aisle yesterday talking to someone and I'm sitting there in my black mirror. Like I did, I was sitting in front of her stall, not because it was her stall. she's was just on the end of the barn and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I feel like breath in my ear and it's just like this little black muzzle oh. loving on me. <laughs> so, you know, so look, my yoke, I'm going to go through my notes. So this weekend, this coming weekend, New Year's Eve weekend, Kruger Performance Horses has an RSNC. So go check out yeah. Rex Ranch. They have a look, they, they redid a bunch of stuff. So now it's not floating in water. They got, they're ready. We hope. Mo- okay, I know. And look, they're calling for a week of rain out here and we're going on <laughs> vacation. I'm so stoked about it. Oh, And then um, for us, we have the Not Avi Challenge January 27th through the 29th, which is USTPA and Legacy. But that same weekend, if you don't want to come to California, Breck has a cowgirl camp in Arizona.
0: She has a cowgirl challenge.
1: Yeah. And then she has a cowgirl sort in February. She doesn't know the date because I can't remember the date on that. But
0: that's always a fun one,
1: too. Yeah. Breck is, what? there's a moth in my house. I don't know. Um, Breck is more, is, I'm more organized than Breck for once. March 18th (laughs) is the American West Horse Sale. not that is Breck and Brandon sale in Arizona. Last days to get your horse in is February 6th. Catalog goes into production. So if you have a horse and you want to sell it at the American West Horse Sale, contact Breck. Let me know. Yeah. Um, March 24th through the 26th in Hemet, California. (laughs) You get to see our beautiful faces if you want to come to a cowgirl camp. So we will get more details out there, but it'll be at least two and a half days. We will have a tri-tip dinner on Saturday night.
0: We're going to do a
1: horse show, too. Yeah, we're going to do a horse show, but we're going to, so it's going to be a competition. I think we'll do clinics on Friday. We didn't do more planning than that. So we'll probably do clinics on Friday, horse show Saturday and Sunday with camping, fires, dinners, Friendship and fellowship, it'll be fun. and it'll be a good time. It'll also not be cold ish. It won't I mean, it'll be cold for California. Maybe, maybe it could be eighty by then. Honestly, I... and then you guys get ready to go home. But oh, no, 3rd. we've got Vegas. You're sure we got Vegas. Vegas. So our last big kickoff for us is April 13th through the 16th, which is the Let It Ride at the gorgeous South Point Arena in Las Midnight.
0: Vegas. I've got uh Tapan Cowgirl, Minnesota, the end of April. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot on the books. We have a lot
1: coming up. And that's not even including all of our smaller shows that I didn't talk about. I was just gonna say
0: show. we start practice monthly or weekly practices next Wednesday. You guys have weekly practices. So our weekly practices start next Wednesday, and then we've got uh, jackpot Tuesdays are new for this year too. We're doing, um, twice a month and I can't remember. I think it's the second Thursday in January There is a start of that. So
1: check out our horse Facebook page. Both of our Look. horse pages. Lots
0: of, I know. Fun.
1: So, but mark down March 24th to the 26th, we will do a cowgirl challenge and camp. So come hang out with us and eat good food and laugh and hopefully don't be your pants or maybe you should. I don't know. You know, um,
0: we were just talking about goals and whatnot and like looking forward to the next year or just looking back on what you did and you just talked about that Remy. And um, I think about that and it started, it started off as a joke, but like, every time I'm, like, having mad and, like, whatever, just stomping around here, I think about it, and I'm, like, it kind of fuels my fire. Um, Brandon's brother, we were working on a project, and I sent him a picture of it, and he said to me, keep working. And, um, you know, he was saying it to be a smart ass, but it's something that's, like, really resonated with me because I don't, I guess it's, that's who we become and that's who we are is we just keep working. I don't know if there's ever an end, something like that we're working for. We just keep working and Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. And if it doesn't, we'll just go on to the next thing. You'll it's just keep really working become, the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really become our mantra. And, um, so I've thought about that a lot lately. Like just keep working, keep, keep working, keep your head down or head up or whatever and keep working until I, I, I don't know, but
1: that's something that, um, I like it. (laughs) No, and I, I think that's the, so that's like our topic for today, right? Is how do you set goals? What are your goals? And then how do you achieve them? And I think when you're younger, it's really easy. Like, you know, you always see that meme on Facebook where it's like the road to, like your imagined road to success and it's this like straight line and then it's like the actual road and it's like a bunch of squirrely lines and ups and downs and then you get there. But I I think when you're younger, it's a lot easier to get caught in thinking that things are going to go a certain way. And if they don't go that way, then it's the end of the road. No, you just find a new path to get there. And so for me, I like to sit down at the beginning of the year and um, I write myself a letter, right? And I write it like it's December 31st of the next year. And you put all your goals for that letter in it. And then it's fun to go read it at the end of the year. What did you accomplish? What things do you not care about? Because there'll be some things you come across and you're like, "Oh man, I forgot about that. I didn't care about it. It's not like you forgot; and it was important." You're just like, "Oh, it doesn't matter anymore." So I like to write myself a letter at the on New Year's Eve, writing it for New Year's Eve of the of the following year and see. I'm not.
0: What, I'm not as organized as Remy with that.
1: <laughs> I.
0: I think if I could tell my younger self something, or if I could go back and help my younger self, I would have surrounded myself with people who taught me the hustle sooner. Um, I would have surrounded myself with people who told me, like, don't dwell on the things that you thought were gonna happen that didn't. Because it wasn't meant to be. I look at all the time that we spent, maybe I, like, you know, crying over things that I really wanted to happen that didn't happen. And we're much better off because they didn't happen than did. Um, It takes takes age to
1: understand that, though. And... Yeah, it's because when you're younger, you think every failure is final, right? You don't have the experience that if you keep working and you keep hustling and you keep trying and you really want something, you'll find another way to get there. But when you, you know, like, I think for me, I'm not that person, right? Like, I'm not so invested in the vehicle to get to where I'm going, that if it doesn't work out, then it's the end. But I'm married to someone that really cares about how we get there care how we get there as long as we get there. I don't care if we have to crawl to get there, we'll still get there. But you know, it's true, you have to surround yourself with people that are somewhat especially if you're pessimistic, you have got to find an optimist in your life. Even if you get mad at you know, even if you get mad at them for being ridiculous, you have to find that optimist in your life that's gonna remind you that it's okay to take a break. It's not okay to quit. Absolutely
0: yeah, I was thinking about the goal thing this morning. As I'm not—I've told you guys this before—that I'm not like a person who writes my goals down. Maybe I should—I don't know—but I definitely keep them with me all the time. So, I you don't know. Do you know your goals for the year, Remy?
1: Uh, my goals for the year. Is to I have a lot of goals for the year. My goals for the year is to grow the podcast more. Um, I want to do some more of the cowgirl and cowboy camps just because I really enjoy teaching people. Um, I really enjoy helping people. I love horsemanship. I love horses. It's like a high. Yeah, I mean, and I really, I, I really enjoy. It. So we have a side. No, I had a horse in training that was not particularly nice. He wasn't bad. She wasn't bad. She just wasn't. But she wasn't what I normally do, right? She's not really a performance horse, but she was bullying a lady that is very, very nice. And so the lady comes, and the first thing we do is, I had been riding the mare, and the lady goes to saddle her, and this mare's pushing her everywhere. Swinging over on her. She can't get her saddle on, and I walk over there, and the mare stands perfectly still. She goes, man, she's different with you. I said, yeah, she's different with me. And she goes, well, I've done all the natural horsemanship stuff. I've done all the clinics. And I said, okay, well, think of me as natural horsemanship with a bite. I'm going to ask really nicely. And then I'm going to tell them. And if I have to get past telling them, it will be a come to Jesus, but I will never have to tell them again. So we go through all of it. I ride the horse for, I don't even let her ride the horse that day. Next day she comes and I go, okay, first thing we're going to do is we're going to go in the round pen. You're not going to saddle her. We're going to go. It's like a 60 foot round pen. I said, We're going to go to the round pen. we are just going to lunge her. We're going to see what happens. So I stand in there with her and I lunge the mare, and the mare jogs along the outside, then lopes, stops, turns, does everything. I said, Okay, now I'm going to step out of the round pen. And I had a whip in my hand the whole time, and I never cracked it. It was still wrapped around its pole. And I step out of that round pen, and the horse comes right into that lady. I go, okay, you need to make your space. You need to make your bubble, like all the stuff that you know as a horseman that people have traded in as being natural horsemen. It's not, it's just horsemanship, right? It's you knowing the space that a horse needs. She goes, man, I just can't believe this. I said, well, we're going to work on it. So we worked on it for about two weeks and I sent the horse home and she's really happy and the horse figured out her space. But I love stuff like, I mean, I do, I still love penning and sorting, but I love watching people develop a new relationship with their horse and you can call it a lot of different things, but it is just horsemanship, right? It's you having a certain relationship with horses and them feeling that from you because that just like, just like Mavis knew about Shelby, right? Horses feel that from you too. They are a mirror, whatever you are. So when you're confident you have all that, well, they respect that too. For the most part, some of them, no matter what, are going to be assholes, if we're being honest. Animals are amazing. like. But they do, you know, it's, it's not that I had to, I don't have to do a lot to gain an animal's respect. It's just there. But part of it is the same reason, that I scare some people like I'm hyper confident in what I'm going to do. And I don't have to project it in a certain way. It just comes from within. So I do want to do more stuff like that with people. And, um, my other thing is we're doing boxed branded beef from our cows. Yeah. So I'm working on growing that. And what's funny is if you guys watch Yellowstone, that's where she got to on the end of it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It was also funny because there was a TikToker that's like, yeah, Taylor, we've all been doing that for a while, just so you know, it's not original. And you know, there'll be four, sixes branded beef that you can buy now internationally because that is a Mark Yellowstone is a marketing machine. I was just
0: going to say it. I've never seen anybody who does a better job marketing than what Taylor Sheridan has done with Yellowstone. I mean, what he's
1: done for brands Yeah, I mean, like they were feeding Haywright, they were feeding Haywright cubes, um, Prefert, Kimes. Yeah, because I'm going to be honest, this, I said this last night, because James had fallen asleep the other night, so we're watching it, and they're processing all those cows through a manual Prefert shoot, and I was like, you're telling me an operation that big doesn't have catch pens and a silencer? And he's like, uh, he's like, silencers not going to sponsor them, they're $10,000 minimum on a shoot. Prefert's going to sponsor you. And if you've ever had to work with Prefert, side note, not sponsored. It's the worst fucking head catch gate in the entire goddamn world because it's friction-based. So if they get down on their brisket and they get stuck, you can't pop it free. That's that's my PSA. Remy, everyone. they also, did you notice, have you noticed,
0: now you can shop the looks of Yellowstone you using a
1: QR they, code right off the show. And they branched out because it's not just Kimes anymore, right? It's all the different things. It's the same thing. If you look at four sixes, now you can buy like four sixes coffee cups and the leather backpack. And yeah, I'm a nerd when it comes sell. to all that
0: stuff. I love it. I yeah. I think that what they've done is
1: crazy good. It's fantastic. The
0: amazing It's an amazing not-
1: marketing machine. So back to so my other goal is oh, to yeah. work on the is to work Boy. on the is to work on the branded beef. And um as as someone that uh grew up in a different part of agriculture, but something that was I also highly persecuted in the racehorses was um, you know, the public wants to know where they're getting their food. And for years, for generations, farmers told them that they didn't need to know and they weren't smart enough to know. And just listen to what I tell you and I'll sell you a story, whether it's true or not. And that became a very adversarial relationship with the public. So people want to know where their beef is coming from. We're raising a lot of beef in Southern California, you know, and so we've, I've got my first couple steers go to slaughter and those are all sold except for one. So if you guys want beef in Southern California, let me know, but you know, trying to grow that business and then our production company is always fighting to survive his top dog because there's always someone coming for you no matter what you do <laughs> and uh yeah so I'd like to for what I told somebody the other day I was like I would like to stop slaying dragons for just one day right I'd like to stop defending the castle for one day just one day because You have to reinvent yourself every year. And like, there's only so many versions of me that are worth a shit. So I think I'm going to start running into shitty ones after this year.
0: No, you're not. Well, mine is somewhat better than, or somewhat better, somewhat similar to yours. You can say it's Um, better. It's okay. No, it's not better. I'm working towards, I want to work towards efficiency because I feel like it took us, I, it took us two years to just get to the point that we're at today. Um, it's hard to schedule Remy, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to, to get a schedule. I feel like we had the first year we just threw darts at a wall, see what stuck. Yeah. And then last year, we are able to kind of hone in on it more. And then this year, it seemed a little easier to put a schedule together where we're not, like, conflicting with as
1: many people. Um, but it's hard. We talked about this. There's a lot no, of events happening it's, in this area. It's, it's really hard. And the other thing is, like, what people don't understand as far as, like, we're concerned. So if you look at James's calendar, right, I have to bring him out a new calendar every month. Because there's so many things written on it. So we supply cattle to other places. We own the cattle that we use for events. They have to go to it. Like, so we have to work all the time. And then we were, we we're still really good about scheduling around every arena that is possible to schedule around that's not within 150 miles. And what happens when you do that is then people take advantage of it. They don't schedule around you because you don't really matter, right? You'll be okay. You'll survive it won't survive it and I won't survive it for forever and I just don't want to work this hard and it's so tough especially because you guys are in Arizona it's that super small time frame when you get all the snowbirds so everyone wants to put on an event and you're like could we all work together so we could make so we could all make money instead of just and everybody's been like so good about that and but it just took
0: time to get our schedule kind of whatever so now I feel like we've got the schedule where we want so now I just wanna make it more efficient and and we've been working towards efficiency for a long time. So I'm looking forward to getting that done this year. Um, I wanna do better things with the podcast too. And um, like, cause I feel like you need, just like I said, with anything you need like time just to get in the rhythm, get into the rhythm with each other, understand. But I want to do, like, things with the store. I think that there's – I really want to do a store for the top cowgirl for this. And um, I think that there's a lot of validity to it. I think that there's a lot of people who are asking for it. And I'm listening but not providing, and that pisses me off. So I need to do a better job at that. Um, I guess that that's really – my goals for the year is just to make everything more efficient, better. Um, and I want to do a better job at creating my team. I think that I've started and I think that now I just need to keep adding because I am, I need help and I like to do things on my own, which you probably know, and that's not a great thing. And so, um, putting the right players on my team and trusting them and investing in them is
1: something that I want to do. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that's like where, so we've been here for 20 years. Yeah. We've been at this place for 20 years. So we are a pretty well oiled machine, you know, like when one of us steps out, the every everything can work together. But it's true. It takes a long time, and then sometimes, like my one, I'm super happy because um, the one guy that works for me is on vacation from school right now, so he's here every day, so I don't have to worry as much about other things. But you know, it it takes a long time. It takes a long time to build efficiency, and I I'm an efficiency person. For as much as I'm scatterbrained, like. I love efficiency. It better work and it better work quickly. And I shouldn't have to struggle to make things work, right? I should, because I like to- a long time to get there though. It does. And it's like the same thing. So when we put on shows, the reason that herd changes don't take very long is it's not just our cattle crew, which tends to mean me, James or Jose anyway, but it's not just our cattle crew. It's that everything is set up to be efficient. So in all the planning, everything is set up so that you could send- One of my kids back to change cattle and it will work and it will work quickly. But that's how we set up our whole life. Everything is efficient. And I care about efficiency because it allows me to do more and turn off certain parts of my brain. It's like an operating system in the background, right? Like these horses go on the hot walker while I ride these horses. So everything just feeds the machine. And I just, I I love efficiency. I really do. Even though I I talk in circles, I love efficiency. It's, yeah, it um,
0: it just feels like it's been one foot in front of the other slowly to get to efficiency. And I'm like, are we ever going to be done building, Brandon? I mean, I don't, no. I think that goes back to keep working.
1: I doubt it. Because no, what thing. happens is, you know, just when you think one thing's good, then someone digs a hole and cuts your internet line to your house. <laughs>
0: Oh, Remy, I can't
1: believe that that didn't end in a fight. I think it would have been my house. James, I just was like, I, the I, I, yeah. So, um, James was digging a hole in, to do something. And then he came in and he's like, oh, you know, my phone's the internet on my phone's not working. And I go, yeah, it stopped like 45 minutes ago. He's like, oh, I was digging a hole. I was like, oh, he goes, but there was, like, an old PVC pipe. Was that the line? And I was like, well, apparently... I don't know. Apparently, it was. And uh, we got into a fight a couple months ago because I was doing something. I was like, hey, when you dig that hole, be careful because there's an internet line. He's like, I know where it's at. Apparently, he didn't know where it was at. so oh, He does now. He does now. <laughs> uh, you know what? Spectrum is great. They're going to have a tech out here tomorrow or the, ne- no, the next day, so it'll get fixed. But again, what's it worth being mad over? Like, I think it's, I I laughed. I was just like, well, at least it wasn't a power line. Like you didn't electrocute yourself because, um, that would have been, bad. we have have big lights on the front of our place that don't work like so that we have solar lights out there, like on a gate. And, um, we tried, like, we all the electricians tried to find the lines. We could never find, like, I mean, there's lines to them, but they didn't work. You couldn't catch them. And unfortunately, I had to put a dog down last year. And so we went to Barrier in our horse pasture. And James goes in with a bucket, the bucket, and all of a sudden it sparks. And like, the kids are there. And we like jump back and said, like, Well, there was power to it. So,
0: you know, oh, shoot. Well, Remy, I think I got to wrap this up because my horses are calling me for chores this morning, but uh, I hope that everybody has taken some time over the last couple of weeks to not only enjoy their family and um, the true reason of this season, but I hope that you spent some time reflecting on what 2022 looked like for you, what you change or do differently and how your
1: goals look for the new year coming in. Would you agree Remy? I would agree. I think that we will be more coherent in future podcasts when we are done um, Christmasing because you
0: know and I just think that people I've gotten better at this over the years. I've learned how to do it. Um, Well a people don't give themselves grace in the learning period and B, which this used to be me and it's now my pet peeve is that People won't start something until they feel like they've got the formula or the look perfect.
1: You don't, it it will never be perfect. So then you won't,
0: therefore, you never start.
1: Yeah, it will never be perfect. There will never be the right time. And uh, so I would tell everyone to write down your goals. I know you don't, but write down your goals in some way and tuck them away somewhere. Because also sometimes you write down a goal that makes you laugh when you come back and look at it. So, you know, laugh at yourself, but make big goals and then figure out how to get them or make no goals. I don't know. I'd like to make goals. Well, I feel
0: like you should make something, make yeah. something. doesn't have to be big. It could be small. Um, um, it could
1: be drinking your gallon of water a day. It yeah. could be... Um, Something to tell yes. you
0: forward, find good people to surround yourself with.
1: Yes. So, you know, as we come into the new year, happy new year, everyone. We will see you next week, but write down some goals. Think about what you want for the next year and then give yourself a way to find it.
0: We've enjoyed 2022 with everyone who has watched us. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for supporting us. And uh, yes, happy new year. We hope that you have a great one. We'll see you in 2023. See you next year. Bye, Rem. Bye. Bye.